bedtime. Listen, sport. It's time for bed. Sport. Sport. It's time for bed, bud. Time for bed, pal. Time to sleep. Sport. That's the rules. Hello. I'm gay and retarded. And I'm your host, Geraldo Rivera, a.k.a. Young Daddy from Inside Out, a.k.a. Young Dev Patel, a.k.a. Cum Dog Millionaire. A.K.A. Gregorio. A.K.A. Jank ASMR. A.K.A. The greatest ASM artist of all time. Happy Daddy's Day. That's right. Happy Daddy's Day. It's it's probably, arguably, one of my favorite holidays to celebrate. All sorts of daddies around. Look to your left. Look to your right. Chances are, one of those people is a daddy. If it's not you. And I encourage you to shake their hand. And. Thank them for their service. Dad. Father. Sir. Sir Daddy. Mr. King Daddy, sir. I tip my hat to you. And I'll tell you what. Daddy's hungry. Daddy's hungry. He's starving. Famished. And I'll tell you what, you're looking kind of good right now. I'm gonna be I'm not gonna lie. Uh, now come over here and give Daddy a taste. Come sit on Daddy's carabiner and give him a little bite, a little snacky snack. Please. I'm going to eat that pussy. Straight up. 
That's that's all I'm trying to say is I'm gonna eat your fucking pussy. I'm your father. Give me your pussy. Give it to me. Daddy fucks pregnant daughter. Role play. Handsome Ben. It's not taboo. Not at all. You should profit off that fantasy. Fucking your pregnant daughter. And it's not only you should profit. I think people should pay for that. Because how else are they going to live out that fantasy? Hmm? Daddies and daughters. And babies to be born. Perhaps. Perhaps it's not even about the daughter or the daddy. Perhaps it's about... The baby who was born and would like to envision being that baby again. Being inside their mother. Getting fucked by the baby's grandfather. Where else will you get that? Handsomeben.com. Check them out. Handsome Ben underscore handsome underscore Ben underscore 2024 underscore on Instagram. Check it out. Geraldo Rivera is banned yet again from the gram. It is now the uh, fifth time maybe. I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know how many you get, but... You know, I pray to God that this is the last one, that it's, you know, it's over. It's over, please. Take it away. I realize I've done two daddy episodes already. I don't think there's a limit. I don't think there's a proper etiquette about how many daddy episodes you can do on a podcast, especially if your podcast has daddy in the name, I wouldn't call her daddy, but you know, you know, whatever. I did one hour for my bio daddy, Joe, Joey baby. And I did one hour for my step daddy. You can check those out. I think it's nine and 11. I didn't do that on purpose, but uh, episode nine, Bio Daddy, and episode 11, Step Daddy, QAnon Daddy versus uh, InfoWars Step Daddy. That's kind of the, the theme was what uh, their brands of conspiracy theories were and didn't really get too much into what makes them tick. And uh, I also try not to compare them too much, but I think... Today, here, I will compare and contrast the dads. And honestly, I'll let you decide who's superior. I'll let you decide who is more deserving of my care 
and affection as they age and deteriorate into um, dust. Because, honestly, don't know if you know this, I am an only child. Uh, it's just me, alone in this world. Dark. And I don't think I can really afford to support the both the lives and deaths of three whole parents. Both mentally and financially and sexually, hypothetically, metaphorically, hyperbole speaking. So I should choose two. I can afford two because two of them made me. And you know what? Luckily, two of them are asexual. I won't say which which two. And two of them have beefy life insurance policies in addition to uh, uh, notable savings and assets. So there's pros and cons to all these parents. I'm not going to go through all of them, but just based on what I say today, you might know who is a little more stable in certain areas, right? But unfortunately, um, the thing is, is all three of them are, are extremely neurotic. I think all of them have some sort of mental illness that has yet to be fully understood or even uh, recognized. Long COVID. Brain fog, long COVID. Fibromyalgia. And if they don't, I think they have high potential to... uh, develop a serious illness soon not the not the physical kind those are easy i i mean more of the neurological illness i think they're all gonna be relatively schizo I think both my dads will be very paranoid as they progress. And I'm really looking forward to that. Not just as a as a as a as a symptom of dementia or or whatever of of Alzheimer's. I think it'll be its own underlying truly uh maybe they've just been paranoid their whole life. I I I don't know. It's in their blood. Nonetheless, let's talk about the more immediate concrete pros and cons of 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 my dad's in relation to me as far as I know. obvious con uh, to my real dad is um, that he made a conscious decision to bring another person into 
the world, me. Uh, but on the flip side, pro is that he uh, likes kids. So, yes, he brought a kid into the world, but got to give him credit. At least he uh, likes children, which cannot be said of all biological parents. Right? <clears throat> My stepdad, Robert, on the other hand, uh, pro, pro for him is he... Uh, chose not to father children. He chose not to create a new generation with high potential for suffering and pain, uh, but instead took on the responsibility of raising a pre-existing child, a pre-existing condition. Uh, but the con is that he uh, hates children. He hates he hates kids. Um, but not enough to rule out uh, single mothers. Not enough to, uh, not a deal breaker when it comes to uh, marrying and maybe fucking my mom. I don't know. I hope they fucked. I hope he got some, some, some tang out of it. <laughs> I hope he fucked my mom. Yeah. For all the shit that uh, they put each other through, I hope they fucked at least once. And I know that's... Uh, I know you may be thinking that's pretty angsty, Gabe, to uh, to just be mad that they, you know, to be mad about people having kids. You know, it's only natural... Don't you want to have kids? Don't you understand that it's part of life? And I do think about it. I do I do think about myself as a father. Why would I be a father? How would I be a father? What kind of father? I think about how selfish and prideful uh, I would have to be, I would have to become in order to father a child, to consciously make the decision to father a child. Uh, I am selfish and prideful now, already. And you know, there's a lot of time left for me to, 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 keep, to keep going, to get worse. Yeah, for sure. Something to look forward to. And you know maybe that's the case. Maybe that's maybe I just, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a late bloomer. Maybe, you know. Maybe I will say fuck it. I'll be so bored and need a new hobby or a, a little project. So I will gift myself a child. I almost got over I almost got over the fear of the you know the implications of having a child I I could almost stomach what it meant to create a new life new sentient life form 
in the form of a, a human child um, with a hundred percent probability of pain and suffering at some point in their life. Whereas it used to be zero. You go from having zero pain and suffering as a non-being to having, you definitely will have pain and suffering as a, as a being. Um, how do you, how do you, uh, you, you know, what's the justification? I just, you know, it's a little confusing to me. I just don't get it, you know, because I'm not a dad. That's, I think that's what dads will tell you. It's like, ah, you'll, you know, that's life. And moms too. Uh, you know, of course, everything I say about parenthood uh, applies to the mothers as well. But uh, just in honor, of, we're just honoring dads today, okay? Just the sperm donors. It's what it. I, I almost got over that. That there was some uh, part of me that was able to to kind of maybe ignore it or overlook it in the context of sperm donation uh, because it felt like, you know, I wasn't creating it for myself. I was helping someone else create to gift themselves something they couldn't, they couldn't get for themselves. They couldn't gift it to themselves. I was helping them. I was giving them something that they apparently needed and thought uh, they were still entitled to, even though everything about uh, you know, their biology and human nature and perhaps sexuality was telling them, no, you probably should not have children. Um, you know, the kind of person that was willing to pay even more on top of the already crazy cost of childbirth um, and pregnancy alone for uh, fertilization services and whatever else they that entails or whatever they call it. You know, for a child who has to one day be told their father was a sperm donor, hopefully they're they're made aware. You know, hopefully they're made aware at some point that daddy was a sperm donor and their dad was you know he was just a sperm donor for a couple months maybe in his 20s because you know he needed to pay the fucking rent and you know and cam modeling wasn't making ends meet in uh, 2022 that's that's who could be your dad the guy who is just fucking struggling in life so much that he uh, felt compelled to sell his spermatozoa to a nice anonymous couple. You know, you don't even know the couple. That's the beauty of it. That's why it's so detached. That's why it was part of me. It was so easy for me to stomach it because I don't have to think about it as truly a you know, maybe I, maybe it won't even come to fruition. You know, maybe their bodies are just so shit. Like, you know, they'll the body will abort it. Ideally, you know, 
we you would abort all the donated sperm babies. I feel like I feel like a child might struggle harder. They might struggle more to kind of understand why their parents went to such extraordinary lengths to conceive in the first place. You know, I'm not talking just, you know, I mean, there are the parents who try for years, you know, they really put a lot of effort, they do their research. And then there are the parents who uh, have been told that they just cannot conceive and then decide, well, let us get a sperm donor. Let's get an egg donor from people who are at least biologically viable as parents to procreate. Let us buy that service because we are so desperate and we cannot accept the realities of our situation. Those kinds of parents. Thousands of years of evolution telling you that you probably shouldn't have children. Hypothetically, theoretically, probably weren't meant to survive and pass on your genes. I think those parents will be harder to understand than the parents who who just, you know, had an accident and, and popped one out. You know, someone who, who kind of just offhandedly, naturally, casually, instinctually fucked. They found a, a, a suitable mate who could procreate and they were attracted to each other. They picked a good mate as you are naturally drawn to hip to waist ratio, whatever, whatever, what have you. And then, then the boom, you know, without a second thought. As a child, I would have more respect for that that couple as parents than uh, those who spent years, thousands of dollars, time and energy on um, on just getting pregnant in the first place, not even having the child, just just getting fucking pregnant. <sighs> it's human nature to like, yeah, want to procreate. Like that is our goal is to pass on this gene this gene pool that you think is so cool and, and worthwhile and beneficial for society. Um, but, you know, I think as, as relatively rational, like higher level thinking beings, uh, it's relatively like ignorant and kind of careless of the implications of, of life. You know, it's, but I, I would say for those parents who just made a mistake, it's, I would say at least hopefully it's somewhat innocent in its lack of preparation and thought. 
Because, you know, if you're spending all the time and money thinking about making the child, you're really, at some point, you have to really, truly sit and consider, like, is it really worth it to, like, put a, throw another fucking person into the world um, in the first place? Is it, is it, you would imagine you have to, like, really sit with yourself if you're going to make that your, your, your number one priority in life. I think, yeah, if you truly think about like the nature of life long enough, I think the reality of what you can expect for a child born now, especially in 2022, it, it shouldn't entice you to like go and go ahead and have a kid anyway. You shouldn't be like, yeah, like that's still a good idea. That's still like, It'll work out for sure still. I don't think you should like, you know, you shouldn't demand or expect any special consideration or really respect um, for your parenthood if you personally made the conscious decision to bring the child uh, into the world uh, in the first place on your own terms. And I get there's situations where you have kids because you were raped or something extraneous. Um, but that's not really the case here for the most part. That is not the majority of children born today. Your children didn't ask for this. We didn't ask for this. No parents. Parents didn't ask for any of it. Grandparents didn't ask for it. We're all equally thrust into life. It's thrust upon each and every one of us. What I consider a mortal sin. To play God. Just so that people who are already here get to say, too bad, sucks to suck, grow up. They get to rub it in your face that you're a little naive and that someday you'll know true hardship and suffering and pain and all the pleasure that comes with life. You're just too young to understand. And I, I brought you into this world so that uh, I could teach it to you. So that I can justify my own pain, my own suffering. And I will pass the burden on to you, my child. Enjoy. You're welcome. Kiss me. Bless me, Anak. Now, you know, that's a little maybe too cerebral, I think, for most parents. I think that's giving them too much credit in terms of what what really goes on in their minds when they have the child.
we're gifted with the privilege of having the time and energy to like, you know, to even acknowledge or try to attach some form of meaning to the apparent suffering and, and pain that we experience. That's that's inevitable in life. And and I think some people think, you know, is is that what it means to give your child a good life is to give them a life where they don't have to think about it. Is it better to have a child who doesn't have the time to think about their own pain, to, to really think about what it is because their life has become so comfortable? Or should you give your child more hardship? Would it be better to give a child more concrete, maybe just something simple like poverty, you know? Something not too, too uh, abstract. You know, like like being living in the suburbs and being bored. Perhaps that is a worse life for your child to be comfortable. Because their life has even less meaning without any true hardship. They'll complain about something else and then then they just become a a true sack of shit. You need your kid to come up. Come up from the trenches. And, you know, some would argue, like, why have a kid if you can't support it? Because they'll be really cool someday. They'll probably do something really, maybe they'll do something extreme someday. If they have a lot of hardship. You know, maybe, hopefully your kid's gay. That's one of the toughest things uh, any kid can go through. I don't get why why tough dads... Dads who want their kids to be fucking macho and 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 tough in the face of the world, you should want your kid to be gay, maybe even trans, because you know that's one of the hardest things apparently uh, in America that you can be. Try to also make your kid a minority, you know, and a female, and you know. Whatever else you want, whatever else you acknowledge is uh, an indicator of oppression, of high likelihood of oppression. Give that to your kid. That is what I think is one of the best gifts you can give as opposed to a good life of just aimless frivolity and, and hedonism that hardworking middle class and low class uh, parents seem to value and want to provide for the children um, that didn't have to be born in the first place. They want to create this nice life and live vicariously through their kids' nice life. Not knowing that by doing so, they're creating a, a monster. That they're creating a worthless piece of shit. You know? My mom should have sent me to the Philippines to see what she was, it was like growing up like her. She should have done that. She threatened to do it. My dad's never threatened. They they were both comfy. They're both living, you know, in northeastern America. You know? Yeah, they had their little problems, but you know, like, hey. They were chilling. Um, why are you listening to this? You know? What are you doing? What are you doing? 
having a child is uh, creating an awful something out of a relatively decent nothing. That's what procreation is. It is people who aren't really inherently that bad um, until they decide to make more people. That is when they become, in my eyes, uh, uh, somewhat evil. Whether they are fully aware of it or not. But who cares? Who cares? Because I'm not going to be a parent, so my opinion doesn't matter because I am not a parent. So I can't speak on parenthood and I can't speak on childhood either. I, I can't speak on what it's like to be the son of a parent. No, that doesn't make any sense. I can't have an opinion on procreation because I'm not doing it. And I'll just never understand the beauty of creating more life. It is a gift. Life is a gift, they say, so to speak. Parents give themselves both a hobby and a burden when they have a baby. And then they cry about it and ask for help and patience and understanding. And it's all under this guise of calling it a gift from God. Whereas it's something that they really, they just gave themselves. They literally gave themselves a gift. Supposedly is how they view it is that I'm giving, I'm going to, I think I'm going to treat myself today. I think I deserve a little treat. I've been a good person for 20, 30 years of life. I, I think I'm ready and entitled to give the gift of life to a non-person. I think I'm ready to pass it on, pass the baton. How kind and selfless of you. Very kind of you. Anyway, I'm kind of beating a dead horse. I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not saying kill kids. I'm not saying kill the parents. You know? Adoption's cool too. You know? That's not really what I'm trying to, you know, get in that. But like, adoption's cool. You know, it's, you know, you make do with the mistakes that are already here. My point is to just not make more mistakes. You know, raise those kids to understand uh, you don't, you're not required or obligated to make that mistake that your parents made, supposedly. You don't have to do it. Please don't.
the thing about adoption is that, um, and this kind of applies to other, a lot of other things, but let's, I'll try to keep it focused is I, I would say adoption, having the option of adoption, having the option of, uh, a government that will help foster your children if you so choose to uh, abandon them. I would say that promotes the idea that it it doesn't matter if you just whoops if you you know you offhandedly make a child because you know you can always give it to someone else. They'll they'll always you know there's this guarantee that someone will take care of your mess. You know someone will clean up after you. Someone will take care of your silly little problem because there's no alternative. Not yet. We can't let children just die. Not yet, at least. But maybe we should. Just the thought. Maybe we should let them die. Maybe let more people die. Not a huge deal. It's really not. Um, we're not killing anyone. I mean, we we do kill people in many other ways, other fields. But I'm saying this is not me saying we should purposefully, willfully kill people. No way. Jose. I'm gay. But to just let them drift into nothingness. I, I think we are always judging ourselves for like, you know, not being more on top of things. But I say let them drift away in the ocean, maybe. In a in a float tank. In a Joe Rogan sensory deprivation deprivation uh chamber. Of sorts. Perhaps. You know, throw the kids in there. Like a really big one. Get a huge pot. A big pot of of unwanted children and homeless adults and um and, and alienated nursing home residents. Put them on a uh, low simmer. For three to five years. And uh, then shove them in the oven set to broil. The perfect stew. Daddy is hungry. <laughs> and it's time to feast. My favorite part. Mm. I don't know, dude. I know, I know, I know. This is preachy and that is cringe. And you're just the. You're mad. You're mad, dude. You, why are you mad? I am fucking mad. Fuck dads, dude. Fuck your mom. Fuck your dad. Fuck them. Fuck your foster parents. They might be cool, actually. But, but, you know. Statistically, they're not. Statistically, foster parents are actually awful people too. 
I want to be a foster parent. Actually, that's actually that's this is completely genuine is that I would actually genuinely love uh, if I were to ever reach a point in my life that I was stable and uh, (laughs) whatever that means uh, financially, mentally, whatever. And I had a partner of some sorts that was also on the same page and equally neurotic as I am. I would consider fostering children. Fostering foster children and helping them navigate the uh, criminal justice system that they will be exposed to probably at a very young age. For my own pleasure, for my own satisfaction, that I am a good person and I fulfilled my duty to society as a parent. I have played the role of parent. You're welcome. Anyway, uh, yeah, my real daddy, by, by the way, yeah, if you want to foster children with me, let me know. Not right now, please, like not now, not anywhere near this, you know, not if I'm still doing this in 10 years, it means I don't want to foster children. <laughs> if I'm still doing this in a year, uh, it means I've given up. It means I've, 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 I'm done. Uh, I'm beat. So, you know, give it a year. If I'm still doing this, uh, you know, it's over. Anyway, yeah, my real dad, uh, he was relatively chill, laid back, which is a pro, you know, as a part-time, like one day of custody every other week kind of dad. Um, But he was more of a con It's more of a con as an actual father to be so fucking chill. Uh, At least without the balance of a more uptight disciplinary parent figure like my mom. Um, In the absence of that, he is uh, nothing more than a, a kind of a shitty roommate. So for the most part, he was a con because he never had anyone to balance out. So pretty chill. Whereas my stepdad, Roberto was more of a a pseudo authoritarian is what I like to think of him as. He seems to want to assert some authority over something, something that he has mild control over, which is a child. Me, he has mild control over his, his, his Asian wife and her, half Asian child. Um, but really my mom was running the show all along. My mom is a master manipulator. She's very clever. And I never really knew that. I never really appreciated that until I became a manipulator myself. Um, but I do value that. She really whipped Rob into shape. Pro for both dads actually is that uh they're white as hell they're both uh extremely white uh and inherently powerful and uh superior to 
you know, uh, my mother. So, you know, I've come to the conclusion actually, uh, that I should probably just prioritize, uh, taking care of my beautiful white fathers and just leave out my weak minority mom. Cause she's a fucking negra dude. That's not me calling her black. My mom told me that when she was a child, that was her nickname in the Philippines. That she was very dark even by Filipino standards, which is undesirable. Which is almost a sin to be... To be black is a sin in the Philippines. So to even be a dark Filipino is... is is basically you're you're basically black, you know. Um fuck Mary Kill my parents. Probably probably fuck my dad, my bio dad, uh Mary stepdad and kill mom. Clearly, my dad, from from what I've seen, I think somehow my dad, even as a retarded man, has had the most experience fucking and sucking. To my knowledge, he he spent quite many quite quite a few years prowling at the college night at the local club downtown. Spent many, many, many weeks doing that. Many years prowling Yahoo Messenger, looking to jerk his little worm, you know, for tight teens. Fucking Jamaican chicks in New York. These are the stories my dad has shared with me. The life of a pimp. And that's why I became a fuckboy. But therefore, I, I know that my dad has the most experience. Because I, as far as I know, aside from me as evidence, I don't think my mom be fucking. I don't think my mom puts out. I think she's asexual. Again, I hope she 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 gave rob one nut at least i hope i hope he got something a handy but you know mom's pussy game weak <laughs> and my stepdad uh funny enough he seemed to have experienced a a revelation of sorts uh, in that he was i guess perhaps addicted to pornography even back when it was purely just uh, VHS tapes was was the modern technology, the dissemination of pornography via VHS tapes. He was addicted then, which is probably a tremendous investment considering you actually have to pay for the pornography. Uh, and he gave it up prior to meeting my mom before they ever met. He had given up and was seemingly approaching a life of celibacy and perhaps 
just not coming in general. Yeah. My my stepdad was no fab, no cum for my whole my entire life. For as long as I've known him. For as for the entirety of his fatherhood, uh, he has been no fab, no cum. So not very inspiring, not very fuckable. But in that sense, I think he's stable and I think worthy of marriage because uh, he is sharp. He is sharp. He has channeled that energy into being more racist and thinking more about the Jews and thinking about the real conspiracy the real the bigger picture is what he can see now when he's not clouded by all the sex the cum the jizz you know he was just seeing jizz before but now it's it's clear and he will provide he's been prepping for years doomsday prepping he gets what's about to happen after this next recession this upcoming current recession we're experiencing he knows what's up also the fact that i think just based on watching him and my mom interact he will he's he's extremely whippable he's whippable and he will leave me the fuck alone which i i appreciate and that's what you need in a marriage is someone who will leave you alone Who will give you space. That is who I will marry. Someone who respects my authority. Um, and that leaves mom. Uh, and, you know, she's just out of control. And I, I think she should just be put out of her misery. Truly. Out of pity. Which really just goes for all of them, actually. I, I'm doing, I'm fucking marrying and or killing any of them exclusively out of pity and nothing more. Out of love, maybe. And isn't that what it's all about? Love. Thanks for tuning in. Happy Pride Month. It is still Pride Month. Thank God. I have yet another amazing release publication from Mr. Joe Obelman, the homosexual artiste, ex-landlord, and current friend. This one is less gay, at least less explicitly gay than the other books, less perhaps sexual, but somewhat relevant in regards to economic crises of sorts. This focuses more on a, a niche sector, which is the uh, student loan debt, the price of education, as it is in the United States, called UIC. UIC, that's abbreviated 
u.i.c. And you'll see on the cover here a graduation cap and uh, what appears to be a tombstone with uh, a shackle, a shackled tombstone. Perhaps that is a degree written on the tombstone. I don't know what's written there, but I will be reading this to you today so that you do not have to pay money for it. Thank you. UIC by Joe Obelman, 2019. <clears throat> Asterisk. University Industrialized Complex. Student Loan Debt. Su suicide challenge UIC hashtag UIC uh, and if you're not familiar again with Joe Obelman's writing his illustrations his drawings uh, he likes to keep it raw he doesn't really seem to overthink his I mean, he overthinks it and likes to show you that he likes to uh, scrutinize his own work, but doesn't want to hide it. He wants to make sure you know he uh, maybe made a mistake. I don't know if it's most of the time word changes or spelling or formatting, but nonetheless, uh, there are many words that tend to be crossed out crudely, crudely scribbled. And uh, when those words come across, when I come across those words in the book, I will be whispering them because I think uh, it's important that you know that we all make mistakes, you know, and then publish them in a book knowingly. The dedication reads for. Us, sheep, the one parent, the one percent, the one percent, for us, is what he meant to say. That's not even the best one, laughed Randy. This guy from USC did it from a cliff. Um, appears to be a guy hanging himself who was discovered by a person screaming in agony. This appears to be a dorm room. There's a desk, computer, and a kicked over computer chair. Randy ran at Adam. Look, look, he cried. I can't watch another. Student loan debt, suicide challenge, said Adam. Randy wrestled Adam to his dorm room floor. What's your debt at, Adam? Haha, <laughs> you gonna off yourself? So it's getting kind of gay already. They're wrestling. Thirty-four thousand at eight point five percent to be a writer. Ha 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 ha. What were ya shrooming? 
picture of a shroom, I assume. Looks kind of like a taco. R. Randy. Do you even got a job lined up, bro? Happy graduation in like 14 days, man. A. Adam. Yeah, crappy graduation. Uh, the cake with the candle that's seemingly going soft, going flaccid. With writing that says, wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. Um, and these appear to be notifications on a phone screen. Bodies of four U.S. service personnel. Personnel. Blank. I can't read the rest. Suicides on the rise as student loan debt. Pop singer Missy has filed for divorce from baseball player sponsored clean your ass fast with murder on the M train at six. Um, the police officer. Don't know what's happening. Sergeant Fred Jones. Hey, Pete, why is the mayor in the captain's office? Officer Pete says, this student loan debt suicide challenge just hit close to home. I'm not even going to try to interpret the illustrations in this one. I just, if it's not gay sex, I, I just, I just don't care. I just don't care. Officer Pete. Her niece hung herself in her dorm room. Uh, Twinsta faced it live. Sergeant Jones Smith. It was supposed to be Sergeant Smith, apparently. Twinsta faced it live. Officer Pete says she's the fourteenth today in Bishop County. They live. They live Twinsta face it all with the hashtag UIC. Sergeant. Smith Jones says 14 UIC question mark crushing student loan debt crushed man crushed by a ball of debt $500 books 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 College, right, guys? College bad. Officer Pete, you been under a rock? Sergeant Jones, nah, just with my sister. She's having her own problems with student loans. Now, she's getting evicted. Sergeant Jones, the captain called. Flashback to last night. They lied to me, Freddie. They said... A degree would better my life. These loans will only follow me, killing me. We're getting evicted by Mr. Felix. Mr. Felix was a scum landlord. 
and a scummier bishop. County Land Development Committee Chair. Oh, he's not a bishop. He's a bishop county land development committee chair. He also led the mayor's re-election mudsling and sits on the board at Bishop University. He's not nice. Flash back to present. Sisters studio apartment interior. Tea kettle is on the stove. Cindy kisses Lula. Cindy kisses baby. Tea kettle begins to steam tight on kettle. Kettle begins to whistle. <whistles> Bang! Baby cries. Tea kettle whistles louder. Bang! Crying stops. Tea kettle kettle howls. <whistles> Bang! <whistles> and scene. <whistles> More phone notifications. Actor Michelle Wildly, known for portrayal of Shay. President Fowler at Hot Mike, the stupid sons of bitches loans. This format distracts from giving any attention to any one thing. Haha. <laughs> suicide spike thanks to the hashtag UIC student loan suicide challenge. Sponsored. Exit only. Try new. Kiss this guy. Open. Interior. Suburban house kitchen. Randy. Kitchen table. Randy's dad. Sad about your mom today, Randy? Randy says, I'm sad about mom every day. My friend Adam killed himself. He live streamed it. Hashtag UIC. Randy's dad, what's UIC? Wow, it's nice that you can read all the words and you just kind of have to guess. But contextually, you know what's being said anyway. So what's what's the fucking point of getting all the words on the page? Hey, I'm not an artist. All right, check it out. Bank, University, Congress, Corporations. It's a, it's a you know, it feeds each other. The four corners of the bed you sleep in and you shit in. All right? That's all this book's trying to say. You ready? There's still more. Randy, more than 3 million kids have killed themselves in the past 36 hours. Randy's dad, are you going to kill yourself? Randy says, nah, I'm going to a support thing at the quad. I saw it on Twinstaface chat. Yes, I'm watching one right now. It's real windy. She keeps trying to light a candle and it keeps blowing out. Grace squeals at her friend as she watches. Houston, we've got a jumper. Her mom's vid chat pops up on her screen. Gotta go. It's so good. Vishwa, mom, you know my name is Grace now. Yes, Vishwa. Will you marry Arav? Arav? No, man. No, my mean? No men? Fuck it. Vishwa? My name is Grace now, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, this must be going way over my head. What about your student loans, Vishwa? How will you pay? Grace's eyes glazed, lips quivered. She clicks close. Close. Grace climbs her casted leg out. Her fourth story window. She live streams herself. Jumping. There's no wind. All right, she jumped out the window. That's all you're seeing in this book. Department chair, Janice Bravo. Bravo, are you my 10 o'clock Chris? God, I miss Grace. 
That damn broken leg and her temp replacement is a nightmare. Chris says, my experience as an adjunct is a nightmare. UIC is a nightmare. I am quitting. Chris continued, last week, a BU site director asked, how do we get more low-income kids from neighboring downtrodden town? Downtrodden town. (laughs) Because we only need them to stay for nine weeks in order to receive full federal funding. And then it doesn't matter what happens. CC's Ivy League admins, department chairs, aid offices, all lying. Pizza delivery driver, associate's degree, plus $12,000 student loan debt equals pizza delivery driver with $12,000 in student loan debt. At 6.5 to 8.5 or more, do the math. Chris continued, Dr. Bravo, please tell me why do you keep marching our young into this fiscal death sentence? Question mark. Bravo says, you are my sign, Chris. It's time I wave goodbye. We once called students students. Now they are clients. Client retention, client satisfaction. It's why they cry when we give them a C and why we're supposed to give higher. Chris says, join me, Dr. Bravo, Janice. There's a support group in the quad, but what I saw on my way here, it looked to be turning into more like a rally. Grace's temp replacement says, hey, did you see? Grace's suicide challenge is trending. Wow. Hashtag UIC. Woo-woo. Mayor Jenna Wilnalk, Bishop University President D.D. Voss, Mr. Felix, Bishops, President and CEO Zena Lewaber. Jesus Christ. Open Interior Bishop University President D.D. Voss's office, Mayor Wilnalk, President Fowler is considering abolishing all debt. Waber says, preposterous. Mr. Felix says, it's anarchy. Mayor Wilnock, un-American. Voss says calmly, this student don't debt suicide challenge thing will pass. We will just have to keep selling business as usual. Mayor Wilnock, I agree, DD. Tell the same lie three times. Wobber, Bishop Savings and Loan will continue to support you, DD, as your financial aid office truly supports BSNL. Wobber laughs. And BU students live in my flea bags and work my men hour shit jobs. Narrator, hey boss, beware, there are lunatics in the college halls. They're gathering on the lawn, and you lady, you're talking backwards. Should this just be done already? I'm like, I'm I'm really over it. <sighs> well, my stepdad always told me to finish what you started. And that means a lot to me. Sponsored, poll writing lessons, first lesson free. President Fowler urges us to tune out. Out the UIC. Supreme Justice Judy Law buried in her robes. Uh, Randall's Park gets new bishop-infused play equipment. UIC now trending ahead of Asians something. Who cares? Captain's office. Captain says, I'm sorry, Fred.
captain continued, get out of here, Fred, go home, avoid Randall's park and the university. There may be some trouble going to happen there today. Notes. One judge told me, go back and get another degree to increase her chances of employment. How can we both know that, know that the degree is worthless, but the university can still sell it? It's not against the law to sell a product that doesn't work. It's not. Nope, it's not. The product, what the fuck, is, knows that it's making a false promise. Mere puffery, not an offense. Just because something isn't right doesn't mean it's against the law is the answer. Is there any answer? Yes, UIC. Or don't take that loan, says Joe Ovalman. Sergeant Jones walks via the park way home. He sits. You, I, see. The crowd chants, you, I, see. You, I, see. An admin is assailed. Randy sees the sergeant and runs to him. Randy, help officer, they're killing him. Oh, no. Oh, God, please. Let me finish the book. Oh, my fucking God. Voss, nowhere in the school charter does it say education must be free, only that it must be made available to all. Bravo. Then it's not available to all. They can't afford to pay off the debt, DD. It is a pyramid scheme, just like you said, keeping me on the payroll. A full desk is a full paycheck. Voss standing. Quit being such a socialist bitch, Janice. You've got a swimming pool and a vacation home. Who let you swimming in your pool? Voss, I can't help you. I won't help you. I like my gravy, Jan, and I know that you like your gravy too. Bravo says, I quit, Didi. Bravo stands and exits. After meeting Mr. Felix, after his meeting, Mr. Felix dawdles in the university restroom, but he's caught exiting. The mob surrounds Mr. Felix. What could possibly happen? He's already dead. Sergeant Jones does not stand from his seat on the bench. This is happening in the quad. Randy sits. They watch as the mob toss the admin's limp corpse onto the growing pile of uni officials. They're dragging Mr. Felix's body to the same pile. Blah, blah, blah. Look, three, says Sergeant Jones. Randy says, the horses? Sergeant Jones says, nah, past the mounts. That silver town car hightailing it up that hill. Illustration. Poor, crude. Randy says, will anything even change? Sergeant Jones says, dunno. The night before she killed herself, I told my sister everything's going to be all right. Randy says, I laughed at Adam. I didn't. It just doesn't matter. Randy says, I loved him. Sergeant Jones says, I know. They kiss. The end. UIC. Epilogue. Randy says, maybe it's maybe it'll mimic fatalities at a bad intersection. It's just, it's not until the third or fourth or fifth one until our cries for a stop sign are heard. Hey, wait, I love you. Metaphors are like similes. Similes are when you say something is like something else. Metaphors are more uppity. Both are lovely. In UIC, actual suicide is like financial ruin and hell. That's just not 
That's just money, not love. That's just dollar sign, not heart emoji. National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Call in the U.S. 1-800-273-8255 or at 800-273-TALK. Okay, so for context, Joe took a shitty loan for an art degree. Um, So, while he's making a good point that a student loan is a crock, modern, uh, 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 you know, higher education is is a fucking rip. Uh, Please also note that it is coming from a place of someone who believed an art degree was useful, not just any degree, but uh, a master's in art from a an Ivy League institution, nonetheless. So just take that, keep that in mind. You know, those, obviously these institutions still continue to exist and will continue to exist as they are. I don't have an opinion about student loan debt. I'm in student, I, I have debt and I don't intend to pay it. And Joe also has debt and he doesn't intend to pay it. He has much more than I do, I believe. I don't, I haven't talked to him in a while about it, but uh, I assume it's still very high. Um, but I think we're on the same page of uh, don't pay it. Just stop paying it. And also stop paying your taxes and also stop uh, paying for uh, life insurance and, or health insurance, sorry. Yeah, no one, no one has life insurance. Stop paying for health insurance and just watch the cook. You know, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Watch, watch things fall into place for you. Just stop doing the things supposedly you're supposed to do okay thanks for tuning in i I really hate this episode really getting i'm really over it really over this next week we'll have a guest hopefully uh i won't kill myself by then we'll be having a guest to discuss um who knows philosophy all right so tune in and, and and really don't actually, please stop watching this. Please stop wasting your time. Go kill yourself now, please.